Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the World Champion of the World Podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. It's been a while, but we're back. All right, and uh, we are coming back right after, uh, I say we, but it's just me here. (laughs) We're coming back, uh, and I said it again, uh, after Money in the Bank. So I just finished watching Money in the Bank, um, and normally I would uh, start at the beginning of the pay-per-view and go straight through it but um if you just watched it and you just saw the ending let's just start there holy fucking shit brock lesnar is mr money in the bank what the fuck it's crazy um okay it looks like i'm being greeted and joined by bear uh my cat if you guys don't know but uh anyway um brock lesnar who saw that coming? Um, I knew you had to know that Brock Lesnar was somehow going to be integrated back in the storylines. Um, having him pop up in the money in the bank. Like, I knew once uh, they got Braun Strowman out of there on Raw. And then uh, tonight when Sami Zayn uh, got beat up and then... Uh, bronze like uh, I have no I don't know I didn't do that um I knew that there was some kind of funny business going on but still the last person I thought that was gonna come running down that ramp was Brock fucking Lesnar and uh I already know that there's a lot of people who uh after seeing that are probably gonna rage quit uh WWE tonight I'm expecting people to try to get canceled the network trending but can i tell you guys something i kind of love it i kind of uh i i don't know man maybe i've just been beaten into submission uh by wwe and their creative team but it was just so unexpected to have brock lesnar fucking run out there at the end of all that and win that match that i'm here for it i'm down um Let's make it happen. And I think it'll be, uh, I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, like, they can they can kind of play it for a little while. Like, who is uh, Brock going to go after? He can show up on Raw and go after Seth. And you're thinking, like, oh, okay, that, there it is. But then he can show up and beat up on Kofi, too. So now you're just like, oh, shit, what's he going to do? And, um, like, a feud with Kofi. Uh, provided that it doesn't just jump immediately to uh, Kofi being squashed by Brock. Uh, But, like, I could see them telling the story where, you know, Kofi is on this dream uh, title run that none of us ever thought would happen for him. And now he has to go up against Brock Lesnar, um, probably the 
one of the toughest dudes ever in WWE and certainly his toughest challenge yet while on this dream run. And and I think if they, uh, as long as they don't give us that immediately and rush right to Kofi uh, losing that match, I think that could be... Uh, that could be something like a great story leading into something like a uh, like Survivor Series or or something like that, or even uh, I could see that being like a a, a good uh, SummerSlam uh, a good SummerSlam main event, uh, Kofi and 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 Brock after uh, you know. Um, after this, after this long title run and some and some other defenses, like I can see, like a like Kofi get in some good defenses. Like, all right, we've already he's beaten uh, Daniel Bryan in a rematch. He's uh, now he's defeated Kevin Owens. So I guess we're just going all kinds of whatever fucking order we want uh, <laughs> on this recap. But he's already beaten Kevin Owens, you know. So there's um, let him maybe get another. Uh, title defense under his belt maybe one more against like somebody like a Samoa Joe or 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 someone along those lines or maybe they can run it back with him and Kevin Owens again um but let him uh maybe or even maybe uh let him get that finally get that Randy Orton feud out of the way uh but but basically just you know establish uh establish Kofi a little bit more and then give him that feud uh give him a a nice build with Lesnar and even if and just as long as even if he ends up losing the match uh if he looks credible enough in the match then like then we're lit um so anyway going back to the beginning of the show uh I'm just talking about the main card uh so I'm I'm not gonna talk about the uh Daniel Bryan match um Daniel Bryan was on was on the uh pre-show um so we started off uh we started off money in the bank the main card started off with the women's money in the bank match um the competitors in this match naomi carmella uh nikki cross who was the replacement for alexa bliss uh mandy rose uh ember moon um i've missed um, uh ember moon's theme music I should learn the words, but uh, but Ember Moon, I was really I was really stoked about her. Uh, Dana Brooke, uh, you know, she was there. Um, I feel bad for Dana Brooke. She's a hard worker, uh, but I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know where she should go. <laughs> I don't even I don't see I don't really see her fitting in with AEW. Uh, either, uh, but she works hard. Um, let's see here. Uh, Natalia was out next. Uh, she gave out her cat ears to uh, one of the fans in the crowd. Um, cat ears are the new Bret Hart sunglasses, if you didn't know. Um, Bailey was out last. Um, Bailey, I felt like they had botched her character and. Uh, you know, uh, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you've already watched the show, so uh, no spoiler uh, warning here. Uh, but basically, at what happened at the end of this match, and then later on in uh, the women's title uh, match, like I, I felt like 
when I was watching Bailey come out, um, I felt like, you know what, uh, this is the, they've, they fucked up her character, they've botched her character, uh, tonight would go a long way to, uh, reestablishing and getting the Bailey character back on track, uh, back on the trajectory that, uh, people thought that she was on coming out of NXT, uh, when when her and Finn Balor were the two most over things in NXT, um, you know everybody was thinking that Bailey would be the female John Cena, and then uh, and then they pretty much just killed her in that Alexa Bliss feud, um, and uh, the they they botched the whole Sasha angle. That could have been great. That could have saved her character. Sasha turning heel on her. Uh, and, and, uh, them just doing what they do could have gotten people behind Bailey, but fear not my friends, fear not huggers. All right. Uh, this match, uh, was, uh, was a good match. I liked, I liked it. Uh, there was, I mean, as to be expected in a match like this, the ladders, there's going to be some stuff that doesn't, uh, look quite so smooth um there was a good idea uh with a knee by mandy rose in the corner like she ran up the uh uh the ladder and i think it was nikki cross who she delivered it to uh but the camera angle that they showed it from just kind of messed it up a little bit uh she didn't get a good thigh slap in so there wasn't really the sound so it was just kind of like the part where you're supposed to be like oh with the uh with the impact just kind of didn't hit um, there was one part where it looked like, uh, Mella suffered a legit injury and then she kind of had to push Mandy Rose away. Uh, it looked kind of awkward, but actually, uh, that was really, uh, it actually was, was really good. Um, because it legit looked like she was hurt. Uh, and then, you know, Mella, Mella started getting help to the back, but they were focusing on it just a little bit too much for it to be legit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's what I was thinking. I was just like, oh shit, you know? It looked like she actually got hurt, but then I'm just like, okay, why are they, you know, why are they talking about, everybody's talking about it, they've shown her, like, three times, like, what's going on? Um, other notes on this match, Naomi has officially taken the old Kofi Kingston spot, uh, so she's always gonna be able to do something athletic in the Rumble, and remember, like, in the, the early Money in the Banks, like, when it was still at WrestleMania, like, uh, there was a, a few, a couple of times where Kofi uh, was, was put in there, seemed like to, to do some, some high flying stuff. Shelton Benjamin was another one who was in the early, uh, money in the banks to do crazy things. I think of, uh, you know, our guy out there in impact, taking people to slam town, uh, John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, Johnny impact, Johnny nitro, <laughs> whichever name you want to call him. Um, he was also somebody who uh was was in the the money in the bank match to 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 be that guy Evan Bourne's another dude who comes to mind uh but it looks like Naomi is who they're calling on uh in the women's division until they bring up uh Casey Cananzaro um to the main roster uh but she got a nice spot to shine here uh some athletic spots uh, where she got everybody to kind of run into each other with the two ladders. Um, 
It was a nice spot where uh, Mandy Rose and Natalia smashed Bailey in between the ladders. Uh, Naomi hits a split-legged moonsault, getting her R- getting in her uh, RVD bag uh, onto Bailey on the ladder. Uh, and then Dana Brooke just about kills Nikki Cross with the ladder. She like pushes it over, and I swear it like hit her in the back of the head. Like it felt the ladder fell and hit. It looked like it hit Nikki Cross right in the back of the head. So holy shit! Um, there was a spot Dana Brooke ended up climbing. She had a a, t- uh, a hope spot. Uh, she ended up climbing up the ladder. Uh, was dangling from the briefcase. Uh, that was pretty crazy. A uh, big crash and burn ladder spot where uh, Natalia comes in and pushes everybody over. Uh, Ember Moon gets the first holy shit chant of the of the main card when she flies from a ladder on the outside of the ring into the ring and takes out Natty with the Eclipse. Pretty incredible stuff. Uh, and then, boom. Um, I think this is probably the first time they've done this in a, in a woman's Money in the Bank match. It reminded me of, like, when... The Miz came back after we thought he hurt his knee. Uh, but that looked even worse. Like, when The Miz did, I was like, oh, yeah, he's really hurt. But, uh, yeah, the when The Miz came hop, hopping back down, uh, Mella pulls one of those. She got her, her knee taped up uh, and, and comes down. Uh, comes down to the ring so i was i was pretty excited excited about that she worked this got a pop out of me at home um and uh she she drops mandy rose and then uh mella goes into the ring i'm at this point i'm totally invested in her winning uh mella goes into the ring sets up the ladder starts climbing up uh and then sonia deville comes in uh, pulls Carmella down, uh, hits her with the spear, and uh, then she starts trying to help Mandy to the ladder. Then she puts Mandy on her shoulders and starts to actually climb the ladder. So that was kind of awesome, actually. I'm not gonna lie, I was, I was, I was marking out a little bit. Uh, Bailey climbs up the other side, headbutts them down, and then she grabs the case. Uh, Bailey is uh, Miss Money in the Bank. Um, and she lets us know in the post-match interview, um, you know, she's, she's done all this stuff, but now she's not just Bailey, she's Miss Money in the Bank. Uh, match number two, uh, on the card, on the main card, Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe for the U.S. title. Um, now this is a match that should be pretty huge. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio is literally a dream match come true. Uh, they squashed Rey at Mania. Even with that, there's potential for a really great story to be told tonight. Uh, Rey Mysterio is the ultimate David in a David and Goliath story. And uh, Joe is perfect for the role of Goliath. Uh, he's Goliath with fans uh, because people actually like him. And, and I feel like only the Philistines liked Goliath, which I guess Goliath had fans too. This analogy worked better in my head before I said it out loud, but... You know how I do it. No edits here. Um, so, uh, Dominic, Dominic Mysterio, I guess. Uh, uh, my young, my young Padawan. Uh, this isn't Star Wars, but uh, but Dominic was watching backstage. So I was hoping I saw him backstage, and I'm thinking like, fuck, he's gonna get involved. Um, I hope he doesn't. But uh, you know, 
Dominic is, uh, he's, he's looking like a big boy these days. He's come a long way from uh, when Uncle Eddie, R.I.P., and uh, Ray had a had the whole uh, ladder match for his for custody of Dominic. So he's come a long way since then. Uh, anyway, Ray ends up getting the shock title win. Uh, so if you remember their match at WrestleMania, it went about literally one minute and Samoa Joe just like choked out Rey Mysterio and killed him. Uh, so the rematch, uh, Rey Mysterio, it like it barely gets underway. Uh, Joe looks like he's going for a power bomb and then Rey Mysterio reverses it into a Rana. Um, somehow in the process ends up breaking Samoa Joe's nose. So he's bleeding all over the place. Um, three count, but Samoa Joe's left shoulder was clearly off the mat. Um, and they made sure to let us know on commentary. They showed it. So uh, that was kind of weird um, because I know recent, uh, what was it? WrestleMania. They just had like a botched finish the whole um the finish the main event finish was kind of botched and the ref actually got fined uh for that and was this the same guy i don't know somebody let me know but uh but yeah i don't know uh because it's to me it's kind of weird like i understand the whole like okay we can play it up as a a fluke win that's that's cool but what kind of throws me off a little bit is that Rey Mysterio is the baby face of baby faces. So I'm going to imagine that um, at some point between now and Tuesday, uh, somebody shows Rey Mysterio that that clip and he's going to be like, oh, man, you know. I'm a fighting champ and I don't, you know, I don't want to win that way. So either, you know, and then like, let's have like, I'm going to relinquish the title and let's have a rematch fair and square. Um, So I could see that happening. Um, But uh, with, with that finish. Oh, and then after, after the finish, uh, Joe, ends up beating the shit out of Ray. Uh, Dominic comes down, begging him to stop, and Joe beats the shit out of Ray some more in front of Dominic. And then uh, Dominic goes into the ring, helps up Ray, and then they go to the back. Uh, but this is highly unlikely, but what I would like to see happen with this finish and something that I think they could do, and it could be really interesting, and just kind of heat up the whole Mysterio character. Like, Mysterio's always going to be over because he's Ray Mysterio and he's a legend. But I feel like with this idea, you can add some new stuff to to Ray and give like a, a whole new chapter of his career. That could be really interesting. But um, a slow burn Mysterio heel turn would be super cool. Now, hear me out. All right. Ray Mysterio sees this. uh so it's brought to they can bring it to Rey Mysterio's attention, right? And 
he's like, oh, man, like, you know, I I don't want to, you know, I don't uh, I'm the good guy here. I I don't want to I don't want to win that way. Um, So, yeah, you know what? Let's run it back. Let me let me have another match with uh, let me have another match with Samoa Joe. Right. Okay, so we run it back and we do it one more time. But this time, uh, you know, close to the close to the end, um, some, you know, another fluky type thing happens and uh, say, you know, Dominic somehow gets involved in the match. Right. Dominic comes and some because he's he's popping up on TV and stuff like that. Like they're going to have to they're going to get him involved some kind of way. Um, so Dominic maybe gets involved, uh, you know, after the whole beat down by Samoa Joe. Maybe he like distracts uh, Samoa Joe somehow. And Ray doesn't see the distraction and inadvertently takes advantage of it and kicks him into the like, you know, maybe Dominic grabs Samoa Joe's foot, trips him up, and Samoa Joe turns around, starts talking shit. Uh, Ray Mysterio is able to pop up, hit, uh, drop kick him into the ropes, bounce off the ropes, hit the 619, and into, you know, a, a seated senton for the one, two, three, right? And it seems innocent enough, but lo and behold, Rey Mysterio's technically cheated uh, to win uh, the rematch and to win the title in the first place he uh, even though it wasn't his fault he took advantage of uh, the mistake of the referee right so now there's two tainted wins that Mysterio has Uh, and then it can be brought to his attention that uh it can be brought to his attention that Dominic got involved. And so, like, you know, we can see that Ray sits down and talks to Dominic. And he's like, hey, man, you know, you can't be getting involved in the matches. That's not what we do. That's not the Lucha way. That's not my way, you know. So come out and and watch and I'll show you, you know, how we do it, you know. And then in... His next match, uh, he's like, you know, finally, we're going to I'm going to have I'm going to fight Samojo one more time and uh, we're going to do this fair and square. Right. And then in this match, uh, you know, it's a they they have another match and it comes down to the wire and somehow uh, Mysterio ends up getting a roll-up on, on Samoa Joe or something like that. And he pulls the tights for the win. Now, this time, it's another step because now he's inadvertently cheating. Like, nobody else... Uh, like, the other times, it was, you know, you could give him the benefit of the doubt because he didn't do it. But this time... Ray has pulled the tights. Ray has officially cheated. And uh, 
when after the match, like Samoa Joe is complaining that uh, you know after the match, Samoa Joe is complaining that uh, he grabbed my tights, you know this, this, and this. Like, what's going on? And then uh, Samoa Joe, in his anger, looks like he's about to take it out on Dominic and. Ray hops into the ring with a steel chair and blasts Samoa Joe and then just starts going to town with the steel chair. And so it's like he starts going overboard. It's like, whoa, you know, what's he doing? He's like, well, you know, you can almost kind of explain it away. I mean, like, hey, you know, he's passionate, his, you know, and that's his family. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but this is also showing uh the fleshing out the the signs and and fleshing out the heel character that Mysterio is starting to become uh because Mysterio wouldn't that's that's not a Mysterio move you know to just to pull the tights and then beat the guy down with the chair after so uh we're we're fleshing out his heel character and beyond that uh like over the next couple of weeks we we start to see in in some of his matches like Rey Mysterio starting to kind of toy with his opponents a little bit more and and be a little bit more disrespectful and um finally it can end uh like the full-blown heel turn uh maybe set up a match between like uh maybe set up a match between him and Kalisto or something like that. And Bill, it is like, you know, okay, you know, a show of respect and, and Kalisto wants to wrestle his mentor, Rey Mysterio. And they, they have the match and everything seems respectful and they're shaking hands and stuff like that. Um, and, then there's a couple of times where Kalisto uh, gets really close to 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 beating Ray, but Ray is able to pull out the win in the end, right? And then after the match, like Kalisto, like one of those typical things where like they kind of look at each other and Kalisto's like, "Hey, I was this close," and like he says it to Ray, he's like, "Yeah, I was this close," and Ray's like, "Oh, okay, cool, yeah." And then, boom, just blasts him in the face and just starts beating the shit out of him. Uh, and then, like, Dominic comes into the ring. He's like, yo, what's going on? Like, what are you doing, Dad? This isn't this isn't what we do. And then uh, Rey, Mysterio, like, Rey Mysterio stops, goes outside of the ring, grabs a chair, comes back to the ring. And gives it to Dominic and tells Dominic to hit Kalisto. And, like, Dominic looks conflicted. And then, boom, hits him with the chair. And then they just both go to town, father and son, beating up Kalisto. And everybody's just like, what in the world? And then after the beatdown, they just leave. The next week, Rey Mysterio and Dominic can come out. And Rey Mysterio can say, hey, I'm a legend. I'm this, I'm that, I'm a walking Hall of Famer, and I don't get the respect I deserve, 
So now I'm here to take it and I'm going to do everything I can to hold on to this title and show everyone that I am one of the greatest underdogs ever. I am, you know, the greatest cruiserweight ever. I am, you know, whatever. And like declare his intentions to basically no more Mr. Nice Guy. And then we can just turn Rey Mysterio into and and all the all the while he still has the U.S. title. So we can just turn Rey Mysterio into the guy who basically like luchador Ric Flair, the guy who's hanging on to his title by any means necessary. Uh, If you look like you're going to get close to beating him. Uh, and it'll be so frustrating because he's he's the little guy and you're thinking like, all right, I'll, you know, here comes the baby face champ who's six foot five and 240 pounds. Like he's going to beat him from pillar to post. But Ray is always able to stay one step ahead or run around or run away. And then finally, uh, you know, either get disqualified for the win or or something. Uh, just just always some using using his smarts and then uh, having Dominic there as like a manager figure for them to because uh, they're they've got to be getting ready. They've got to be trying to get him into the business. So having Dominic there is a, a, a manager figure to kind of assist in in the heel turn in the heelish ways. Uh, it uh i feel like it could be a lot of fun and add like a whole new chapter to ray mysterio's career um but uh but yeah i don't i don't think that's the way that they're going even though i just spent all that time on it i don't think that's the way that they're going it would be a lot of fun but um yeah either way i'm down for more mysterio versus samoa joe matches uh, so I'm what I what I actually think will happen is that we are going to get a rematch uh, coming up soon, and then this one will be uh, a little bit more. This one will be like an actual match, and then maybe one more match after that uh, for the official blow off of the feud. Uh, the next match, Steel Cage match, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Uh, I feel like people, there's going to be some people who are upset about this match. I actually liked it as well. Uh, Shane immediately tried to escape. Uh, Miz is trying to fuck him up at every chance. And Shane is just like, nah, fuck this. I'm not trying to fight you. And he's just trying to hightail it out of the cage. Uh, one question that stuck out in my mind while watching this match is why is The Miz wearing his normal gear? Why would any wrestler wear their normal gear in a cage match? I would treat it like a street fight. Uh, personally, I would like it more if more wrestlers in cage matches, like just because a cage match is supposed to be different. It's supposed to be like a like I remember when I was a kid and it was like, oh man, this so-and-so is fighting so-and-so in a steel cage. You're like, oh shit. Like, oh, they gonna fight in a steel cage. Oh shit. You know what I mean? Because it was like steel cage is supposed to be the 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 pay-per-view match, the big time blow off for the feud. Like, oh man, these niggas hate so much hate each other so much that they gotta like lock each other in the ring to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, oh, shit. Like, it's really going down. So I feel like... And then 
especially like once the cages turned into fences uh like i don't know if you've ever uh been in a fight and like fell up against a fence like while you guys are fighting or like been pushed into a fence or even you don't even have to be in a fight like have you ever like got pushed into a fence or like tried to hop a fence and like cut yourself or some shit anyway basically what i'm trying to tell you is that fences hurt and i wouldn't if i'm gonna fight and normally i fight in like a speedo and boots like i'm not trying to get pushed into the cage only wearing like a speedo and boots you know what i'm saying so i would like it if for uh for like special matches like that like street fights or cage matches like any kind of match where it's not like the norm or like if we're gonna do a hardcore match like i would like it uh personally if the wrestlers dressed like okay i'm coming for a fight like when like if you remember like back in the attitude era days and stuff like that and then sometimes there would be like okay these cats is having a street fight um what match was that the summer it was after the attitude era uh the summer slam uh when Shawn michaels came back and he was like wearing the jeans and cowboy boots and came out to fight triple h like i would like to see that like okay we're gonna we're gonna fight all right bet we i'm coming to this cage match with my fubu jersey my do-rag on you know what i mean i got my my sweats and my sneakers and i got my fist taped up you know like that's i would like to see uh, i would like to see that i i thought it would have been cool if like miz had come down in some fight gear but instead you know he's wearing his bedazzled miz trunks um early in the match it seemed like people weren't really feeling it uh shane was getting offense and then we started getting like cm punk and aew chance uh, we'll talk more about AEW a little bit later. Uh, I heard they had some big news. I'm not sure what it was this week. Um, Shane goes for the coast to coast and then gets caught, put into the figure four leg lock. Uh, Shane crawls to the cage door and almost gets out, but the Miz drags, drags him back in. Uh, but when he gets dragged back in, Shane has a chair. Um, they have a stare down over the chair and suddenly the crowd is chanting, this is awesome. Uh, a certain planet's champion would have called them fickle for that. Uh, Miz beats down Shane with the chair, skulling, skull crushing finale on the chair. Uh, Shane gets a foot on the ropes, but that should not have broken up the count. Cole goes nuts on commentary, uh, letting us know that that shouldn't have broke up, broken up the count. Um, so I'm guessing that they're going to make this part of the story. Uh, Shane using um his position in the company and his position as a mcmahon to get these wins so there's that um let's see miz and shane end up fighting on top of the cage eventually the miz drags him back in shane takes a nasty bump to the mat uh, Miz hits a splash, Shane kicks out, Shane locks in the triangle, and then Miz tries a pin, uh, while in the triangle, uh, and Shane lets him go, they continue to fight, 
uh, Miz like catapults him into the cage, and then Shane Spider-Man's that shit and starts trying to climb up. Uh, Miz tried to suplex him back into the cage, like a superplex off the top of the cage, and Shane literally slips out of his shirt and drops to the floor for the win. Uh, I actually really like that finish for a cage match, and it fits a chicken shit heel like Shane's character to the T. But I hope that The Miz finishes everything off at the next pay-per-view because, uh, honestly, I'm a little bit tired of this feud. Like, I mean, I understand that it has to kind of drag out because they did the whole slow burn of uh, The Miz going after Shane and wanting to be tag team partners to them becoming tag team partners to them winning the tag titles to them losing and Shane turning on him and his pops so like I understand that like if you're you've they've invested like months into this uh, but like at this point me personally I'm just a little bit tired of seeing uh, Miz and Shane paired together like if they're it's not like they're bad but I'm, I don't know this has run its course to me uh, and, and that's that is how I feel. Um, let's see. Uh, also, I think that, uh, the Miz has like earned another title feud. Uh, I think he's performed really well over the last like two or three years and he's earned a shot to, uh, to at least be one half of a main event feud, I think. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, WWE announces that Mick Foley is going to be on Raw tomorrow or today, depending on what day you're listening to this or yesterday. I don't know when you're listening to this shit. Um, (laughs) but, uh, it says that, uh, Mick Foley is going to be bringing a new title to Raw. Uh, so I guess that makes up for the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title both being on, uh, SmackDown right uh but i don't know what i don't know what title this could be um a lot of speculation online say that he's going to be introducing the hardcore title and while that makes sense it also doesn't uh wwe still pg so i don't know it doesn't seem like they would bring back a hardcore division uh like I just don't I don't even see where a hardcore division would fit in the current WWE product. Like even though there's a lot of guys who could do hardcore style and have come from that, like I just don't I don't really see that uh I don't I just don't see it meshing in today's uh climate and WWE's climate. Uh Let's see the next match. The uh, was for the cruiserweight title, uh, Tony Nice versus Arya Davari. Uh, two great guys, two great wrestlers. Uh, nice is a great athlete. Um, it's always good to see the cruiserweights get the spotlight on the main card of a pay per view. And this match wasn't uh, bad at all, but it's not ne- it n- not it wasn't necessarily the uh, the familiar, exciting style that you expect and think of when you hear cruiserweights uh just thinking back to wcw and and all that too um 
Nice provides some movement and flash here and there. Uh, he ends up picking up the win, but uh, the match was just kind of there. Um, no offense to them. <laughs> after uh, after this, Triple H. Uh, so earlier in the show, uh, Sami Zayn had popped up. He was asking Triple H, um, you know, to help him out because he knew that Braun Strowman was going to, like, show up and want to kick his ass uh, due to Sammy beating him on Monday and taking his spot in the Money in the Bank match. Um, So, triple... uh, And then, later after that, we find that Sami Zayn had gotten, like, beaten up and hung by his feet uh, somewhere backstage. Um... So, uh, basically, Braun Strowman is out of the Money in the Bank match, and then uh, Sami Zayn was also taken out. Uh, so, after this, uh, Triple H, after the Tony Nese match, Triple H finds Braun Strowman backstage. Uh, he says, like, hey, man, I know what you did to Sami. Braun's like, what are you talking about? I didn't do any of, this, any of that. Uh, Triple H asks him to leave. And so Braun's like, whatever, man, I'm, I'm out. Um, so at that point, I'm, that's when I'm thinking like, okay, there's some funny business going on. Somebody is popping up in the, uh, in the men's money in the bank match. Now at this time I was thinking maybe they worked us with Dean Ambrose and we were going to get John Moxley in the money in the bank match or, um, you know, somebody like Bray Wyatt. Uh, oh, this is also the time when they uh, when they show a advertisement for uh, WWE Super Showdown, um, and the mashup of Goldberg's theme with Undertaker's theme is fire. I can't wait to see this. Um, but not really, not the matches. I just want to see the entrances. That's going to be fire. Uh, and then after that, we can keep it moving. Uh, let's see. I also thought it was really hilarious that uh, right around this time is when they show a replay of, because when Sami Zayn's hanging uh, upside down backstage, Triple H like made a big show, like pushing over the camera and get the camera out of here. And I just thought it was hilarious that, when they come back and show the replay, uh, they show all that footage. Like, if it was such a big deal to get the cameraman out of there, I would think that Triple H would be, like, you know, telling the truck, don't run that. But, but you know, that's too much thinking for wrestling. <laughs> Next match is the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Two Belts. That's Becky Lynch, you guys. Versus Lacey Evans. Uh, not gonna lie, Lacey Evans' entrance was all kinds of hot. She came out with, like, this green thing on and then, like, ripped it off and then pulled out, like, these money guns and just shot a bunch of money. And I was just like, yo, I've never seen you like this before. I look at you behaving in such a new fashion. Uh, (laughs) this, um, I've, hmm, this is beyond me. But anyway, uh, Becky Two Belts comes out like the total B she is. Um, I was very hype about it, but 
Uh, I felt with her entrance, I was like, no way she keeps both of these belts tonight. I was right. Um, Becky starts off by beating that ass all around the ring. Uh, a bunch of let's go Becky chants. Uh, Lacey Evans t- tries to dive into the crowd to get away. Becky's like, uh-uh, not having it. Um, they gave Lacey a pretty good showing. Uh, I think this is, is this her, this is like her first like real, real match on the uh, main roster. Um, but uh, Becky retains the Raw title as expected. Um... It was a little bit of a weird finish. Uh, Lacey kind of like took out her knee, rolled her up. It looked like a three count, but then Becky was able to transition into the disarmor uh, to get her to tap out. Um, so pretty decent match. But then here's where things start to get really fun. Immediately following uh, the, the win against Lacey Evans... Becky celebrates a little bit with her belts and then booms uh, Charlotte's music hits and Charlotte uh, comes down to the ring and she tells Becky like, oh, go ahead and get in the ring. Let's make it happen. Um, So uh, I guess this. uh, So right here, I'm thinking like, oh, okay, shenanigans. This is how we get the SmackDown belt off of Becky. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as soon as I finish telling you what happens in the match. Um, it was a good match. They get into, they go ahead and get into a, a slugfest right off the, right off the bat. Uh, nice spots where they're both just beating the shit out of each other with forearms. Um, then, uh, then it turns into, um, just a just kind of like a standard uh charlotte and becky match they're both really good so you you know what you're gonna get when you when you put them against each other um then all of a sudden out of nowhere uh charlotte gets the win where when lacey evans comes back down to the ring hits the woman's right on uh becky becky almost gets a small package win but then charlotte hits a big boot uh and that's how they get the three count. Um, Becky then attacks immediately, straight forward, goes after Lacey. Like, oh, all right, so I lost my, uh, like, okay, bet. So I lost my, uh, I lost my belt, but, you know, it's only because you fucked up my shit, basically. <laughs> and then, uh, Becky is is uh, she she immediately attacks Lacey. Uh, Charlotte comes to Lacey's aid, uh, and they just start doing a number on Becky. It's a beatdown, um, and then all of a sudden we got Bailey's music hits. She comes running down to the ring with the briefcase, uh, saves Bex, uh, and then she's able to, uh, uh, looks like she, she, well, she saves Bex, then it looks like, uh, she gets taken out by Charlotte, um, but then she's able to turn the tide on Charlotte, uh, drive Charlotte into the post, uh, cashes in the briefcase, climbs up top, hits the elbow drop, 
one, two, three, and now we have a new champ, and they've totally rehabbed uh, Bailey's character in one night. Um, just a, a huge turnaround with Bailey's character. Uh, she goes out into the crowd and celebrates with the belt. The crowd is genuinely popping for Bailey. I haven't heard the crowd this loud for Bailey uh, in years, actually. It's been a couple years. Um, and so with what they did tonight, um, I saw some people complaining like, oh, we don't we didn't want to cash in tonight. But honestly, with this whole situation, this is probably the the best thing that could have happened because now we automatically have a brand new feud at the top of SmackDown with the women. Um, Becky Lynch having both belts was great, but it was, uh, there's only, there's only so much time that you can run with, especially between the two shows. There's only so much time that you can run with somebody as a, as a double champ and and taking up the the main event slot on both shows um like it was different when uh like because you know i've heard people say like oh no you can do the double champ thing look at how long jay lethal uh did it in ring of honor but ring of honor it was a it was a really different situation i feel and ring of honor doesn't have a brand split and they have less superstars so it's and like that you can tell their tier and superstars uh a whole lot more whereas like with wwe like everybody is kind of on that same level uh so it i don't know it it feels like there would just be some there would just be weird uh title situations because now you're you know you got one person having to be the other half of the of the feud on both shows um i don't know it feels like it they would run out of opponents faster like or you're gonna get matches like like we had the lacey evans match and we like lacey evans but nobody i don't think anybody expected lacey evans to win that title match and i feel like you'd have a lot of matches like that because in order to have fresh matchups on certain shows, you'd have to, uh, you'd have to give like, cause it's the same person all the time. You'd have to give just like a different a shot to just like a completely different person sometimes or to newer people, um, before you've built them up enough for them to be ready. Maybe, uh, character wise, but uh, now we have Charlotte and Bailey at the top of SmackDown. And then there's a whole lot of potential there with SmackDown because now that Becky's lost that belt, I'm assuming that she completely goes over. She's the Raw champion, so I'm assuming that she becomes a full-time roster member for Raw. And now we can see she's, she retained the title beat Lacey Evans and you saw that after the match she didn't attack Charlotte she went straight after Lacey Evans uh so that 
tells me that their feud is going to continue. They're going to keep beefing. And Lacey Evans is most likely going to get another shot at the Raw women's title. Uh, So I could see that being a feud that continues through the summer, uh, establishing Lacey and building her up and maybe ending with Lacey starting the fall as Raw women's champion. Uh, But the SmackDown side of things now, Bailey and Charlotte uh, can can kind of feud it out. So there this is the I think this is the only four horse only member of the four horse women who uh Charlotte hasn't feuded with on the main roster yet uh on television. So um this is uh so they're going to I'm thinking that that's what they're going to do during the summer. Uh and then it sets it up like say Sasha does eventually want to come back um now you've set it up where uh sasha can come back and be heel sasha the boss persona where she's like yo bailey i put you on we like i made you a a tag champ and then like we lost our belts and i was upset and instead of like riding with me you stay here and now you're the champ like what you you know, you wouldn't even be here without me. You know what I mean? So, like, there's there's that kind of story. Um, and Sasha and and Bailey are so great in the ring. They already have great chemistry. The matches would be out of the park. Uh, and there's so much real-life potential for story there um, that, that 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 could just be – that could be great. That could turn into something really great. Um, then also on SmackDown, uh, so you can, so you could run the Charlotte and Bailey feud for a while during the summer, uh, maybe have that culminate at SummerSlam and then at SummerSlam, Sasha could return after the match, uh, and, and then eventually turn on Bailey. And then you have that feud run throughout the fall. Um, and then in the fall, SmackDown moves to Fox, um, at the Fox upfronts this week, there was somebody who wasn't previously on the SmackDown roster, uh, there promoting, um, and that's Ronda Rousey. So boom, now you got, uh, you can run through the Bailey and Sasha feud, give that, uh, the allotted time have Ronda Rousey debut on SmackDown in the fall. Uh, get her in the mix, and as soon as the uh, Bailey and Sasha feud runs its course, like maybe you can start it at SummerSlam, and then it could culminate at with a match at Survivor Series, or or something like that, or maybe after Survivor Series because at that point you know you'd. You have the the blue brands champ versus the red brands champ at Survivor Series. So maybe after Survivor Series, um, the the next pay per view that could be where Sasha and Bailey culminates, and then leading into the end of the year, uh, 
we can establish Ronda as the number one contender and it could be Ronda and Bailey at Royal Rumble and then and Ronda taking the belt or or something like that. Um but there's just a lot of fun and a lot of potential opening up on SmackDown uh with with Bailey at the top and it all seems fresh because Bailey has been on Raw her entire main roster career. So uh it's just uh there's it it just seems new, it seems fresh and I'm excited. Uh and then on Raw we got you can and then also you can separate uh Ronda and Becky. These those are two the two clear uh front runners as stars of the women's division. Um so I think it would be cool to have your two biggest stars on on separate shows, keep them apart and then uh we still have the dream match one-on-one scenario as a possibility for WrestleMania. So after the women, uh, let's see, we had Elias and Roman Reigns. Now this match uh, was completely pointless. This match wasn't a match. Uh, Elias attacked Reigns backstage, uh, came out and does his uh, normal routine of playing his guitar and shitting on the city that they're in. This time it was Hartford, Connecticut. Um, I like I like Elias. I like his character. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with what he did, uh, really. But this this could have been accomplished on a segment. Uh, on SmackDown, um, came across they just needed to get Reigns on the show, and he's not. They're not gonna put him in like a major feud yet, and he's not in the title picture yet. So this was the way to get him there. Um, yeah. So basically, Elias did his thing, and then. Uh, Reigns came back after the guitar shot, uh, hit like a Superman punch, uh, and like a spear and like a, and that was basically it. Three count. Um, super pointless. Uh, but Reigns and the money in the bank would have been too much. Um, I, at this point, because the match ended so fast, I was thinking, like, what if Reigns ends up in the Money in the Bank? But that's not who popped up. Um, next up is the WWE Universal title. Uh, so AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. This is the match that the um, in-ring action, the in-ring fans, um, the in-ring nerds like myself, uh, this is what we were waiting for. Slow start to the match. The pace is telling us, like, go ahead and settle in. Uh, it's not going to be over quick. Um, there was a six spot on the apron. Looked like Styles was setting up for the Styles Clash. Turns into a sliding knee by uh, AJ Styles. Great shit. Uh, the match really starts picking up after that. Seth does, like, his classic buckle bomb spot. The uh, spot that put... Sting out of commission, if you remember. 
uh, hits a frog splash too. The athleticism of these guys is ridiculous. Um, Rollins pulls off an inverted suplex off the top. Doesn't quite pull off the Falcon Arrow afterwards. Um, AJ ends up locking in a calf crusher, and the crowd is super hot for this. Uh, Rollins kicks out of a Styles Clash, uh, and then Rollins hits the ripcord knee, and then the stomp on AJ crawls over, barely makes the cover, uh, barely makes the cover, just looks completely exhausted. Uh, gets the one, two, three, crowd pop, good match. Um, give us more of this over the summer, please. Uh, preferably with AJ winning and going full heel in the end. That's what I would like to see. Uh, but they shake hands at the end of this match, though. So uh, mutual respect is cool for now. Um, let's see. Next up is Lucha House Party. They come out. Lars Sullivan is out to destroy them. Uh, I saw a comment on Twitter, uh, like, right after this segment concluded. That was pretty funny. Um, if you don't know, Lars Sullivan has been fined and ordered to, uh, he's been fined, what, $100,000 and uh, ordered to sensitivity training for um, comments that surfaced online from his old uh, Twitter account way before he was uh, in WWE. Uh, but basically it was uh, a lot of racist stuff um, and uh, just, you know, racist stuff, homophobic stuff, just not cool stuff uh, for Lars Sullivan to be saying. Uh, and and it, and people are aware of it. Um, so it was kind of not funny, but a little funny that um, they sent him out to uh go destroy some minorities when he's the guy who's going through sensitivity training like i don't know he couldn't they couldn't have had him beat up like some white guys but uh but yeah just go ahead and and beat up the uh the latino luchadors uh so yeah that's um that's that's basically all he did he just came out there and beat the shit out of him i don't really give a crap about lars sullivan uh personally um, the fact that these comments came out and he's done little to impress me in the ring so far just kind of makes me want to see him less on TV. Um, and usually I'm one of those guys who's like, all right, let's separate, you know, let's separate their real character from what's on TV. But I don't know, man. I'm not interested in what I've seen on TV with Lars Sullivan. Like, I there's a few matches that he had in NXT that I was like, oh, okay. I thought, like, oh, okay, I kind of see it. But so far, I'm just not, just not interested. So I'm, I'm, but I'm still trying to give him the benefit of the doubt uh, because I thought Braun Strowman was terrible uh, the first time I saw him. And braun developed into one of my favorite guys uh currently on the roster uh so my, one of my favorite guys to watch um but they they've kind of bot- botched his character since then uh but that's neither here nor there um around this time i started having some audio issues with my feed on the network so i had to leave the app and come back um so i didn't really get to uh, hear the reactions for Kevin Owens and Kofi Kingston. Um, but 
or the reactions for them coming out. But it seemed like the uh, the crowd was into the match uh, for the most part. Uh, I mean, it's Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens, so you can't complain about in-ring action between those two guys. Um, it was a fun match, and I, I'm interested to see where things go from here. I could see Kofi uh, running it back with with Owens, but now with our Money in the Bank winner that we already talked about at the beginning, Brock Lesnar, that's a monkey wrench in the in the plans uh, there. So, um, I would imagine that at some point within the next year, um, the WWE title makes its way back to Reigns, and then Lesnar cashes in on Reigns, uh, and then we'll see if he wins or not. What if he cashes in and fails? Like, what if he waits until next WrestleMania and cashes in and then... Because that's rumored to be when Brock's retiring. So what if he waits until next WrestleMania, cashes in, and loses in his final match to Reigns? That could be a thing. Uh, So, last match on the card, Money in the Bank, The Men, uh, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, Ricochet, Andrade... Mustafa Ali. When the hell did they just shorten his name to Ali? Anyway, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Uh, And I was calling it at the beginning of this match. I was like, I feel like someone's going to end up in this match who wasn't in it to begin with. And that turned out to be Brock Lesnar. Uh, So we already know who won this match. Just a a quick recap of some of the stuff that was fun. in the match, Randy Orton had a nice run in the beginning of dropping the guys on the announce table. That's like his signature, uh, like his new signature move right there. Uh, Ricochet and Ali had a crazy sequence trying to stop each other from climbing up the ladder. Uh, big holy shit moment when Andrade, uh, dri- with Andrade driving Finn into the ladder with a sunset flip powerbomb. Holy shit. Uh, inverted Rana by Ali on Ricochet that Ricochet sold beautifully. Um, Ali with a Spanish fly off the ladders. Wow. Um, I was kind of, I was a little bit bummed. Uh, they put Ricochet in the match and it seemed like they put him in there more for selling and let Ali do like the ooh and ah spots. But Ricochet is the best in the world at the U and A spots. But I would also say that he's a better seller than Ali. So I understand them making Ricochet sell so much. Um, Ricochet, another awesome moment. Uh, Ricochet dove to the outside, but Baron Corbin caught him with a deep six. That was sick. The deep six is one of my favorite moves. Uh, I love seeing Corbin do the deep six. It's the shit. Um... I'm a deep six mark. I think the deep six six should be his finisher. End of days is cool, but deep six is way more fire. Anyway, uh, Drew throws Ricochet through a ladder. That's what I mean. Crazy bumps. Thanks, Ricochet. Uh, Orton with the RKO to Drew off the ladder. Uh, Corbin takes him out, starts to climb. Ali takes out Corbin. And Ali is near the top of the ladder when fucking Brock Lesnar music hits. 
I don't even know if that sounds like it, but <laughs> uh, fucking Brock Lesnar comes down, takes Ali, claims the case. Holy fucking shit. And that's how the show ends. Um, I enjoyed it. I actually really liked the ending. I was just so shocked. And I think I've gotten over being mad about Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar showing up. Like, I know he's going to do it. So now I'm just like, now it's almost like fun seeing how they're going to surprise me. Like, Oh, where they're going to like, if they can, if they can catch me off guard with the Lesnar, uh, if they can catch me off guard with the Lesnar return, then that's when I'm like, all right, okay, good job guys. When they catch me off guard with it, I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, if I could see it coming, then I probably would have been a little bit more pissed, but that was a hell of a swerve. Uh, I'm not mad. Um, but if you are mad, then good thing, because it looks like in September, we officially have competition. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it just a little bit. Uh, I know this is the Money in the Bank recap, but, uh, you know, it's my first episode back. Uh, haven't been around in a while and some huge fucking news in wrestling came up. So I had to talk about it. We're uh i'm actually gonna have a special guest and new correspondent and new member of the world champion of the world podcast team popping up with me next week um but uh for this week uh just gonna talk a little bit about aew all elite wrestling locking in a television deal uh gonna be on tnt we know drama um, so they're gonna, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, uh, but they're going to be on TNT, uh, starting this fall, um, with a weekly television show. So it's going down. Uh, it's happening guys. AEW isn't just a t-shirt company. AEW is real and AEW is competition and AEW is going to be on the same channel as WCW. So it's it's really fun for uh for a fan who remembers watching both and flipping between shows and stuff like that um it's just really fun and the uh them being on the same network just kind of makes it fun too uh i am interested to see like what the product's gonna look like uh on television aew is uh looks like they're taking a more sports centric approach um they're really trying to make it uh apparent that uh wins and losses matter which i think is something that would help in wrestling because there's a lot of times where it seems like in wwe they don't Uh, a lot of even steven booking and that I feel like that hurts certain wrestlers. Um, just kind of this, even Stephen booking, everybody ends up being on the same level and there should be tears. Um, you gotta have some guys who you perceive as bigger stars than others, but without, but, but never like tearing anybody down, you know? Um, 
I'm I'm really stoked. Uh, and then I think having the uh, I think having the big uh, having having another big company with deep pockets is going to be better for the wrestling industry. Uh, we're gonna get into this a little bit more next week, but already uh, it looks like Impact uh, is is having trouble again. Uh, their last show like went to commercial and just never came back. Uh, so they had to issue an apology for that. Um, turns out that uh, we reported on this show when it happened. Uh, Jordan Grace had been signed to a two-year deal uh, with Impact, but apparently it turns out that she wasn't actually signed to a deal. It looks like it was more of a per-appearance type deal, paid per-appearance, per uh, rather than an actual contract. So Jordan Grace is one of the hottest names in women's wrestling right now, and apparently she's been a free agent this whole time. And now that we know for sure AEW is going to have a television home, uh, I think. And she's already worked at all. She already worked at all in. Um, I think a Jordan Grace uh, addition to that women's division that they already have at AEW. Jordan Grace, Nyla Rose, uh, Britt Baker, uh, Brandy. Rhodes is going to uh, get in the ring. Um, you know, we got uh, Penelope Ford uh, is is with AEW. Um, and then, I'm, like, don't forget that Aja Kong is going to be showing up at at uh, at double or nothing. You know, so there's uh, there's there's a lot of uh, Kylie Ray. Uh, Allie is with um uh Allie is with AEW now. She left uh she left Impact. So, you know, um Jordan Grace popping up uh in AEW could be uh really interesting to see. Um and then if Impact is having trouble like it sounds that like they're having if Jordan Grace and Tessa Blanchard both showed up in AEW because I think those are two of the biggest names out there right now that aren't uh, that aren't already signed with WWE. So and those are those are two names that I feel like could move the needle if you got them in your women's division. Uh, Jordan Grace and they're and they're young. Jordan Grace and uh, Tessa Blanchard are both about like 22 years old, I believe. So the fact that they're as good as they already are at 22, uh, you compare that to like somebody like Bianca Belair, who's uh, I believe Bianca Belair is 30 years old, uh, who and she's great. Uh, she still has uh, she still has a bunch of time. Um to to kind of take things to the next level but yeah yeah bianca belair is 30 years old uh compared to a jordan grace or a tessa blanchard at 22 years old uh dakota kai another uh young bright star in nxt and i believe she's also uh age 30 so um 
not and not age shaming or anything like that like 30s not old at all but uh i'm just saying you got uh you can you can build a future around these two 22 year olds and they're already uh they're already like extremely uh, dakota kai's 31 actually see so uh yeah and they're they're already they're ready they're ready right now to carry your division to the top um also possibly looking for a release uh scarlet bordeaux from uh impact and killer cross now killer cross uh he was on the radar i've talked about him uh before on this show back when i was still covering uh impact on the regular killer cross is he's tv ready um i think he's great he's got a great look um he he's got a he's got a really interesting character uh he's got that whole dark uh smart psycho thing going on um and uh and then just with his his move set uh and his skills he's actually got actual martial arts skills he um incorporates that into his his matches uh i think killer cross is ready for uh the main event scene on any uh television company and uh i would be super stoked to see killer cross versus kenny omega killer cross versus hangman page uh killer cross versus uh cody rhodes um in aew killer cross and chris jericho killer cross and chris jericho i think would be an amazing few killer cross and chris jericho would be an amazing team uh killer cross and chris jericho would cut great promos on or with each other like i signed me up and also brian cage is possibly looking for his release who better than cage i if you've been listening to this show you know i'm a huge uh brian cage fan um ever since they announced that there was going to be an aew i was hoping that brian cage would find his way there um i i want to see brian cage with these guys uh i think a brian cage and kenny omega match would be fucking incredible uh that's something that i really want to see uh so i hope that somehow he makes his way to aew um and seeing all these guys on tnt would be great um but we're gonna next week we're gonna talk a little bit more uh we're gonna find out a little bit more about the deal we're gonna talk a little bit about numbers we're gonna talk a little bit about what do we think if uh what do we think about this like sparking up this is obviously already leading to a ratings war uh, between the two companies we've seen wwe start to change up how they're doing things uh you know you're noticing that some people how wwe there's people who want out of their contracts uh but wwe is just adding and like oh well we're gonna take you off tv you're injured and we're adding uh time to your contract so there's a uh and we've been away for a while so there's a lot of stuff going on backstage uh and 
and people asking for their releases and a lot of rumors and just a whole lot of and rumors that have turned out to not be rumors after people address things so there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot that we've missed but we're back and i can't give it to you all at one time no no okay so come back next week uh we got more going on um like i said we're going to talk more about aew we're going to talk about the backstage crisis uh and wwe currently going down and uh we're going to talk all about the week in pro wrestling so thanks for listening thanks for sticking with me we're back baby and i'm never leaving you again unless you know i have to and if that's the case then i will uh give you sufficient information about me leaving i'm not just going to disappear uh around the corner for some smokes like your dad did all right guys thanks for listening it's your man qualified i'm out